We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So tonight, Mr. Davis, it's a national championship game between the Georgia Bulldogs, which isn't a huge surprise to people, and the TCU Horned Frogs, which is a huge surprise to people. And what a great run. What a great run that they've been on this year. <laughs> Absolutely great run. Yeah. Everybody kept counting them out. You know, Ryan predicted against them like almost every week we had TCU in. Uh, great at coming from behind. And everybody kind of dismissed him against Michigan, but I just I had a feeling that Michigan was going to have a problem with their playmakers, and they did. They got a big win against Michigan. Two pick sixes helped with that. Georgia comes out. We all expect Georgia to be good again, but can they really? Can they really? You know, repeat after losing fifteen guys in the NFL? Well, they're on the verge of it, right? They run the table, go twelve and zero. Not a really tough regular season schedule. They handle their business in the in the conference title game. And then they get the Buckeyes who I would argue are about one of the only two or three teams in the country that you could say has as good of a roster mm-hmm. as they do and really played from behind the whole game and did what they needed to do when, when it was money, that's the team that made the money plays, not the Buckeyes. And so Absolutely. it just great story, how they got here. Uh, the only loss of the two teams is TCU losing to Kansas state, which was a rematch game. So literally, both of these teams beat every team they played this year, right? So now you uh, you get it. So you've got the defending champs, the big favorite, 12.5-point spread last I saw, which was a couple of days ago, and uh, TCU's the underdog, the great story that nobody thinks can win, Sean. But I just I, – I hope – I'm hopeful that this is going to be a much better game than people realize. I think – I, I hope that people finally realize, like, this t- this TCU team is here. This isn't some, you know, NCAA tournament – you made a run because all the higher seeds got beat in front of you. Remember that, you know, in loyal yeah. the championship or, or the play final four a couple of years ago and Michigan made it that year too. Like I think most of the time they were playing like lower seeded teams. Mm-hmm. Fab five made their run. People forget like that. A really good Arizona team got upset by East Tennessee state in the first round. So the fab five is in the second round, not playing a three seed Arizona. They're playing East Tennessee state. Yeah. Right. So we see stuff like that happen all the time. This is a team that had to go out there and beat some really good football teams, and they earned their spot here. Is it going to be enough? We're going to find out tonight. But I, I'm just glad it's not two SEC teams, two big. Teams, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like same old, same old. I'm actually very intrigued by the fact that we have somebody kind of kicking down the door. Yeah, and 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 I hope that it makes for an entertaining game. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, I don't know about other people, but I'm an individual that loves to watch greatness, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, even if it's a team or a school that I might not particularly care for, I love to watch greatness. I'm not exactly the biggest Alabama fan, but heck, I love watching Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. Love watching that kid, right? Um, Just wish I, he wasn't I, stuck with a, a I, garbage I, offensive coordinator yeah, last year. I tell you all the time, like, Brian, I, I'm telling you, every year I find a team like, oh, man, I'm going to watch this team at mm-hmm. least four or five times just because I fall in love with a quarterback or I fall in love with certain players, and I'm like, I want to watch them. TCU was one of those teams this year. It was just one of those teams, and I think it was the Oklahoma State game when they came back. And I said, oh, man, I think I'm going to tap into this team. Now, the one thing that that plays out, you mentioned the two times they played Kansas State in both games. Kansas State jumped out, and they were able to come back the first time. They weren't able like to come back. It was like 28-10, something like that, Sean, right, the first yeah. time? Yeah. And, yeah, and that's because – and this might play into tonight's game. We'll see. They struggled with the tight ends of Kansas mm-hmm. State. Yeah. They struggled to cover the tight ends. And Michigan. Kansas State. And they struggled to cover Loveland and Spoon Hour against Moose and Michigan. Exactly. So you already know the two tight ends. If Donnell Washington does play tonight, you already know the two tight ends that Georgia has. Yeah. And that is the focus and the key to their uh, to their passing attack. And I think once Washington went out, that's why Georgia's offense went to that little lull right. going into mm-hmm. the third quarter. However, the counter that Georgia has this year that they don't didn't have particularly last year is that they were able to get the ball to six different wide receivers against Ohio State. Yeah. Four of those wide receivers had receptions of over 20 yards. So they have four guys that they can go get big plays from in the wide receiver room. The Smith kid, uh, A.D. Mitchell, who also had a touchdown in the CFP last year against Michigan, and he made a big play against Alabama. So he was injured, hadn't played since week two. He comes back. I think in the first half, Stetson Bennett and himself in the red zone, they missed each other where he was supposed to run an out route, and he ended up running a fade a little bit. They got it back on track in the fourth quarter and ended up connecting on the game-winning touchdown. TCU is going to be in this game early. TCU mm-hmm. is not scared. They're not uh, afraid of the moment. The moment won't be too big for them. They've won too many different ways. They have to come mm-hmm. back from big deficits. They played slobber knockers where it was 17-14 on the road against Texas. They've done it every which way you can do it, and they have players. Mm-hmm. Right, they have a five star legit five-star. speed. Legit that's what speed. people dismissed in the Michigan matchup, Sean. Absolutely. And that's why I predicted TCU to win. Is Michigan has not played speed like this for with a team that uses the speed. Ohio Absolutely. State didn't use their speed no. against Michigan. No, this team did. And Michigan, 
And that was with Kendra Miller getting hurt. And that mm-hmm. I'll get to that too here, Sean. That's one of my yeah. big concerns for tonight. But you are correct. This isn't some Cinderella team that, oh, gee, you just hope that they can. No, this team has has legit NFL talent mm-hmm. at various spots. I just don't know if it's going to be enough. No, no. I, That's the look, this is the thing. <laughs> People like you, right? Mm-hmm. We sit and talk. And we sit here and wonder, like, man, the secondary was the weakness last year. The secondary is the weakness this year. Like, how are they doing this with the secondary being the weakness? But because they can score now, they can score. That's the thing. That's what Georgia could not do early in Kirby's tenures. They could not score. Yes. So when their defense had an off game or wasn't as good as people thought, like they they couldn't win because they couldn't score. Yeah. And that's like I've seen people in the chat. I've seen this on 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 other areas. Sean, they'll say you can't you can't defense wins championships. Mm-hmm. Y'all, I've been saying this for about five, four or five years now. That's over mm-hmm. for now. I mean, yeah. it's cyclical to come back. Yeah. But right now, defense will get you to the show. Yeah, but you're not winning a championship if you can't score. This is one of the worst defenses Georgia's had in the last four or five years. Now, again, worse for Georgia is still pretty good, right? But this isn't a, a vintage 2021 Georgia defense. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be. No. Right? No. So if they're off, they're like – and they're good at – I mean, they were great against Tennessee. And why would you expect them to be right. with right. everything they lost? No right. one expected them to come right. back and be that level of defense but they can that they score. were last year. That's mm-hmm. the difference. Yes. And so you got to be able to score. And now when, when you look at this matchup, Sean, for me, I don't look at it from the TCU standpoint for a second. When I look at TCU, the first thing that stands out to me is they do have the ability to do some things that can give Michigan problems. Because my concern for Michigan in that matchup was TCU had had some guys that just can flat out run. Mm-hmm. And you know my my thing was I was never a big believer in Michigan's secondary. Yeah. I just wasn't. I just felt, and that's why I felt like Ohio State missed such a huge opportunity because they just didn't attack them. They didn't go after them. They oh. just tried to dink and dunk their way up and down the field. Mm-hmm. Ryan Day was so unaggressive in that game. But teams that have been a little bit like Penn State early was able to get some shots down the field. Yeah. But then they just couldn't protect the quarterback later. Michigan was not a team that to me can handle speed for four quarters. And that's what hurt them against TCU. Early on, Kendra Miller was ripping them up, and then he got hurt. And then, you know, they did a decent job on Quentin Johnson earlier, early in the game. But as the game wore on, they just they couldn't stop him. No. You know, and he ripped off some of those big plays. And, and I mean, Michigan did a good job of taking, like, Tay Barber and Darius Davis, not letting those guys make plays. But, but because you were able to help win matchups there, you left yourself exposed to Quentin Johnson, who went for over buck sixty. Yeah. And then because you then – so then they start to vacate the box a little bit, and that's when TCU started gashing them in the second half. Yeah. And that's what makes this team dangerous because if, if you if you commit enough resources to the perimeter to protect against the speed, you're then vulnerable to being to them running the football because yeah. they, they run the football pretty well. Yeah. But that that's going to be the key is they've got to be able to get their pass game going. Got to be able to get their pass game going against against this Michigan team because when they run the ball, they're they're hard to beat, and that's honestly what got them back in the te- in the game against Kansas State. Because Dugan, then this is the thing that that you got to be a little concerned about if you're Georgia. Max Dugan is now two had had back to back off games. Mm-hmm. They beat Michigan, and he didn't even play that well, in my yeah. opinion. They scored fifty one. Okay, fifty one. They scored thirty seven on Michigan. Two pick, two right? pick sixes, so, right? Yeah. So thirty seven on Michigan, still a lot of points. Yeah. Right on that Michigan defense, they still still scored thirty seven points against Michigan. Yeah. Uh, and and still had some some big plays. Still had, um, see, four hundred and eighty eight yards of offense, seven point oh yards per play against Michigan, with Max Dugan just kind of not being on top of his game. Right. He went 14 of 29 through two picks in that game. He only completed 50% of his passes against Kansas State. You don't want to hope you you got to hope that you can keep that going if you're Georgia cuz it's kind of like is he really going to have a, a third straight bad game? <laughs> yeah. Cuz if Max Dugan plays sharper football, then this offense is really scary dangerous, scary scary good, Sean. Yeah. Because they do a decent job of protecting the quarterback, 
But the reality is, is I just I don't think Max Dugan is that guy. Yeah, I think yeah. Max Dugan was in the Heisman ceremony because he happened to be the starting quarterback on a playoff team. I mean, his numbers weren't knock you. Uh, yeah, off probably numbers. He's a gamer. He's gritty. He's a yeah. he's a you know, he's that he's that he's just going to battle. He's going to leave everything he has out on the field. Yeah, he's going to make plays. But the thing that that if he can't be more efficient tonight. Oh, it's, it's then I problem. don't think TCU has a shot. And see, that's that's the Especially problem. Especially with Andre Miller out. That, well, Kendra oh, Miller out. He may Big McCardo still had a great game. Yeah, coming in against Michigan. Yeah. But see, this is the thing. Kirby Smart, in my opinion, I forgot who broke this down. I was watching. Uh, I think it was Aaron Murray, and he was breaking down how genius Ryan Day was in his preparation for Georgia, because what he just didn't depend on the talent of his quarterback and his receivers. They changed the launching spot of where Stroud threw from 70% of the snaps. Which is why he was able to scramble more. At, absolutely. So right. now that changes the pass rush lanes and opens up lanes for Stroud to be able to make his plays and use his legs. And that was something watching the game that just really didn't jump out to me. And he was like, this is really what opened things up and gave the extra second to a second and a half for the receivers to be able to make plays. Because you have to understand, look, and people might push back. Quentin Johnson is considered, what, either one or two in the wide receivers coming out? Sure. If Marvin Harrison Jr. was coming out, it, it wouldn't even sure. be a question who the number one receiver sure. coming out would be. It's not even a question. So when people start to talk about his match, look, I don't go get any DB in this country. And asked him to go man to man on Marvin Harrison Jr., they're getting embarrassed. Yep. They're going to get embarrassed. It's a fact. He's that dude. So when you come into a concept with TCU that is really a lot of drags, overs, posts, deep balls, that's their system. Dude, they have 20, over 20 plays of 50 yards or more this season. That's they insane. They live off that. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. So you have to figure that Kirby and Will Muschamp are going to say just like they did against Tennessee. Tennessee lived off the big plays. Mm -hmm. They said, you're not going to get us downfield. And if you do so, you're going to have to do it fast because we're not about to allow you to sit back there. That's the key wait. right there. That's I'm waiting to see That's what Kirby's right plan is going to be for this offense because you know he's going to come with one. But it's yeah. going to be whether or not that defensive backfield and defense can properly execute it and tackle. See, where I where I think we could see this game come down, Sean, is I think there's a couple keys for Georgia's defense. Number one is do not let them be balanced. Mm -hmm. Do not let them be you you have to stop shut down the run. Yeah. You have to try your best to shut it down with your box. If mm -hmm. if when TCU struggles offensively, Sean, it's when they can't they they they're they're not balanced when they're right. when they're off and when they're they can't run the football. And they have to be able to run the football. I mean, they barely beat Baylor. You remember that? How they had to come from behind to beat Baylor, who's just kind of okay. They ran for 115 yards that game. Yeah. Right. I mean, you just you, you can't do it. You they they just they can't win those games. They struggled. Yeah. They had, you know beat Kansas by only a touchdown, only rushed for 144 yards in that game. Yeah. They've got to be balanced. Got to be balanced to have a shot against yeah. a good team. And so if I'm Kirby, the first thing I'm doing is I'm saying, number one, I'm I'm gonna take two things away from you. I'm not going to let you run a football. I'm not going to let you beat us with RPOs. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be aggressive. Now, if Max Dugan beats me because he hits a bunch of perfectly thrown balls down the field, tip your cap to that young yeah. man and you say, yep. "Hey, more power to you." Yep. But I'm not letting him. Uh, you know, I'm not letting him do the quick stuff, right? And so I'm taking. I'm actually for me. I'm taking that stuff away. I'm going to mm -hmm. make him beat me on the overs, the crossers, the goes, the posts. Because here's the thing: if I'm dominating the line of scrimmage, just like you did against Tennessee. And guess what? You're not gonna have time to get to those throws. Yeah. The other thing too is is Max Dugan is is not is not overly accurate on a lot of those downfield, like some of those. I mean, he'll miss downfield shots. Mm -hmm. I mean, he'll, he'll miss. He'll hit some, but like the Quentin Johnson one. That dude was wide open. Yeah. Like he could like underthrow it because the dude was wide open. And so to me, I'm gonna make Max. I'm gonna make Max Dugan beat me throwing the ball down the field. Because I don't think I'm going to give his him enough time to do it. Like they did a really nice job against Tennessee, I thought, Sean, and, and you can tell me if you disagree with this. I thought one of the things they did a really nice job of against Tennessee is they took away the quick game. Yep. And they took away the ground attack. 
they said, you're going to have to beat us down the field, but we don't think you can protect long enough to beat you down the field. Now, TCU has a better pass protection than Tennessee does. Yeah. But not so much better that they can't get pressure on a quarterback. Right. I'm going to make – because here's the thing, Max Dugan, is if I can just get my big old D linemen, get their hands up and just get a push, I think Max Dugan's going to miss on enough throws that we're going to get our stops if we take away the RPOs. Because you – because here's what that does, Sean. If you take away the RPOs in the run game, you take away a lot of stuff they love to do on first and second down. Mm-hmm. They love to get into second and two and then take their bomb, right? They love to get into third and one and take a bomb because they're going to go for it on fourth down. Yeah, like that's what TCU wants to do. And so to me, like that's that's where I look at it and say, you know, I I want I, I want to see this team because they were. I'm trying to find it right here real quick. You know they took they they attempted like 25, 25 fourth downs this year, yeah. uh, which isn't a whole. But but they'll they'll do it. They'll go for it. You know, and so that's the thing for me is I want to see that if I'm Georgia, I want to see them shut down the run and taking away the quick stuff because if they can nickel and dime me all day, that's going to set up those big plays down the field. Mm-hmm. And and that's why I think Georgia's got to really be great on first second down. And how do you do that? Take away the quick game. Take away the run game. Make Max Dugan beat you down the field because I don't think he's good. If CJ Stroud wasn't good enough to do it for four quarters, yeah. Max Dugan's not going to be yeah. good. Yeah, because I could see this game being a shootout. I yeah. could. Yeah, I really could. And, and and the other thing I would like to point out is that you can sit up here, you can talk about Stetson Bennett not being that good. He could be a game manager. We just watched the team play maybe a C-plus game against Ohio State. Yeah. But, but when it came to that, they have been built to understand how to win. They know how to win football games. I cannot tell you how important it is for players in a program to know how to win a football game, to take it play by play, to not be taken off of the focus of what needs to be done because you're down 10, because you're down 14. Play football. They know when it comes to the fourth quarter, they expect to dominate that fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter what the score is going into that fourth quarter. If it comes down to the fourth quarter, they expect to dominate the fourth quarter. That's how you win big-time football games. That's what they did to beat Alabama last year. Mm -hmm. That's what they're going to have to do tonight because I don't expect TCU to run. I expect TCU to be there. But, look, this is the thing. If Georgia plays their A game, it's not going to be close. That, yeah. That's just the thing. If, they uh, both, it's, if Georgia is running the ball, what does it mean by not close? No, no. If, it's going to be. I'm just. I'm they're going to cover the spread. Okay, so okay, what I'm saying is like you're not saying like 51 to 14 is. No, 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 like, no, no. Like Tennessee, no, no. like the Tennessee game, like the Tennessee 27, game. 13. Hey, gotcha. Yeah, okay. yeah, that okay. margin. No, no, yeah. no. It's not. It's not going to be close because. You're talking right. about Georgia. If Georgia's playing the A game, they got three running backs. They're running the ball. You're they'll dominate balance. the trenches, Sean. Yeah, Georgia the playing trenches. A game dominates the trenches. Because Jaylen here's Carter the thing. is dominating on the defensive line. There are matchup out. advantages for TCU in this game mm-hmm. where they're simply better. Their receivers Absolutely. are better than Georgia's secondary across the board. Yeah. Now, Keely Ringo can run with these guys, but I think you've said this to me, and I know Ryan said this to me too, and you guys are both right. He does not play the ball real well. No. So and and Johnson's a big kid at six four. He can beat him in some one on ones, even when Keely Ringo's in, in position. Yeah, their position, there are areas where Georgia is not as good as TCU, in my opinion. But that's why if you mentioned their A game, yeah, you can't have a Georgia A game without them dominating the trenches. Absolutely, and that's the key. Yeah. And that's where I think TCU could get in trouble. Because I think Georgia, I think Georgia is actually a kind of team that could could kind of run the ball on TCU's got a better run defense than people give him credit for. I've been saying this for a while. Georgia has three different running backs and three different styles. Of I'm not even backs. worried about the running backs. I'm worried about them leaning on Georgia the way that Michigan couldn't. Oh yeah. Mich- Michigan's offensive line is really good. This yeah. Georgia offensive line is massive. Yeah. And I think they could just lean on them. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and so I, I just look at it and say, Sean, you're correct. An a game from Georgia TCU is just not going to have enough possessions, no. which then leads to them feeling a little pressure. Like we got to score on this one, which then leads to mistakes. Yeah. And that's what happened to Tennessee. Tennessee started feeling the pressure of not being able to score early, 
And boy, we got we got to go then make a play. And that's when Hendon Hooker started making mistakes that he hadn't made up to that point in time yeah. of the year. Yeah. because they felt that pressure of, yeah. you know, we're down and we're not scoring and, you know, they're kicking our butt in the trenches. We got to go make a play. And when a team gets into that, we've got to make a play now mode. Yeah. That's usually when they make a mistake. Yeah. The making a play has to come within the framework of the offense to, to, to win a game like this. Yeah. Right. But when you're down and you feel like I got to go do something to get us back yeah. in it. Yeah. You know, that can be a problem, man. That can be a problem. And so, uh, that's the key for me, like to your point. If they're playing their A game, it means they're dominating the trenches and they're efficient offensively. That's yeah. what the backs bring to the table. But, but if they're not playing their A game and TCU's yeah. playing their A game, which means balance on offense and things like that, that's where Georgia could get in trouble. Yeah. That's and where they that, could get in trouble. That right there is what you pointed out. They weren't able to run the ball for three quarters against Alabama. Right. In, in the championship game. And then all of a sudden, the fourth quarter, they just wore them that man. Yep. Those big bodies, <laughs> you get to the fourth quarter, like literally, I was watching Ohio State, and Ohio State was flying around on defense, flying around on defense in the third quarter. And they got to the fourth quarter, and literally their linebackers were just accepting the blocks. Right. <laughs> just like, I don't have hey. anything left in my legs, man. Yeah. It's, it's a bad spot to be in. I don't know if anyone has ever experienced that in athletics, what it's like to just be like, yo, my mind's saying one thing, but my body's saying my, somehow. My body's saying, I can't do it. I can't do it. I want my, to. It, it's the opposite of old, old R. Kelly. So my mind's telling me yes. Right, right. But my body's <laughs> telling me no. It's like, like, yo, I can't. I want to. Right. But, right. They know how to win football games. Yeah. It, they're not as as I guess as sexy as Alabama's sure. run. Sure, they just know how to win. But here's the thing, though, Sean. Games. This version of this these teams, as yeah. currently constructed, so does TCU, mm-hmm. and that's what I think pe- some people are dismissing a little bit about this matchup. Because Alabama, Georgia, if they play their A game, is going to win. But Georgia hasn't played their A game a lot this year. Tennessee was it to, to, to your point. That was agreed. the game. That was the game they, they got up agreed. for. Yeah. Where they were an A game. They were because you say A game, that's both sides of the ball. They were mm-hmm. an A game on offense against LSU, but their defense struggled. I mean, their mm-hmm. defense never stopped LSU. LSU stopped no. themselves. I mean, yeah. really. I mean, Jaden Daniels was throwing the ball on them in the first half. Yeah. It wasn't just like they they padded their stats in the second half when they brought in the backup quarterback. He threw he did the same exact thing that Jaden Daniels was doing in the first half. You know, uh, we've yeah. seen this a lot this year. And so that's my thing is, is is they've got to be efficient on offense because one thing that allowed Ohio State, to, in my opinion, to be in that game was Georgia had a lot of misses yeah. in that game too. And Stetson Bennett has had some of those moments this year, Sean, where he has kind of gotten in a bit of a funk. Yeah. And and TCU's defense is very opportunistic. And that's something that I'm really curious to see is they're going to have to make some mistakes because what was the thing about Michigan early, Sean, right? It was Michigan doesn't beat themselves. They don't beat themselves. You know, you've, you've got to outplay Michigan. You've got to beat – that's what the mantra we've been saying about Michigan for two years. They don't beat themselves. Mm-hmm. You've got out – they beat themselves against TCU because TCU does some stuff funky on, on defense where it's like, okay, I thought this guy was going to come or I thought this guy was going to drop. And they do some – Joe Gillespie does a really nice job. He knows my dudes are not as good as your dudes. They're just mm-hmm. not. So I got to do some stuff to allow my kids to play to their potential and, and 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 cause confusion among the other team. And they do a good job of that. Georgia's handled that stuff for the most part relatively well. But we have seen Stetson Bennett, get, Stetson Bennett this season, even more so than last season, Sean, get into some funks. And that's the thing that I'm curious about if I'm if I'm TCU is, is there a way for me to kind of get him into a bit of a funk? And if you can do that, I think you got a chance, right? Because if if you if you can defend them the way Tennessee defended them, you've got a chance. The problem is, is that Tennessee's offense couldn't match it. Stetson yeah. Bennett wasn't great against Tennessee. No. But he it didn't matter because no. the defense was – it looked like a vintage Georgia defense. We just yeah. haven't seen that a whole lot this year. No. And that whole team also had Nolan Smith. No. And this they, they, that, front, that front seven made – Hendon Hooker uncomfortable from oh. the first snap of that game. They came after him, and then when they started implementing 
different packages and looks and blitzes from the secondary in the second half. Yep. And then the only reason that game was even close, honestly, is Stetson Bennett turned the ball over and made a couple of mistakes, and then they started raining Bingo. late in the third quarter. Right. And they kind of just shut it down offensively. Right. Because Georgia ended up fumbling the ball in the fourth quarter and giving Tennessee an opportunity to score. Yep. And it's like the game. I think they, TC, you can hurt them more in those instances than, yeah. than Tennessee had. And that's my yeah. point, Sean, is yeah. Tennessee will make them TC will make them pay yeah. in ways that Tennessee could not. Yeah. Right. And and yeah. that's that's what I think. That's what I think is is gonna be the key for this TCU team is you've yeah. got them. You can't just go mono a mono and in my opinion, outplay Georgia for 40 minutes. Ohio state tried and they couldn't, right? You've yeah. got to make them make mistakes. You've got to force turn. You've got to get the ball. You've got to put yourself in scoring position. You've got to, when they blow a coverage, you've got to take advantage. And that's what TCU did against Michigan. They yeah. maximized the turnover opportunities. And mm-hmm. when, when Michigan made a mistake on defense and it wasn't often, they made them pay for it. And that's why they, you talk about why they have so many plays of over 50 yards. It's because they're great at that. Yeah. They're great at, because why? Because they're, they, they're not just great at like, well, they're going to make a mistake. So let's take advantage. But they create those mistakes schematically. Yeah. And then when the mistakes happen, they're in position schematically to burn them with it. Well, I will tell you this. I'm glad it's TCU playing Georgia. Yes. Because Georgia would have killed. If Michigan, if Jim Harbaugh and his eagle would have tried to come in and physically yeah. just push yeah. Georgia around for four quarters, yeah. it would have been another blowout. Bad match. Man, you, you know this, right? Like, football is all about matchups. Yeah. Michigan is a – Georgia is a awful matchup. Awful matchup for Michigan. Mm-hmm. Like the worst matchup for the Michigan. Worst. And so that would have been ugly. Yeah, ugly. That would have been really, really ugly. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Because Harbaugh's ego wouldn't have allowed him to say, we right. need to do something different. Right. We need to spread them out, throw the ball. No, they would have tried to come in, ground, ground and pound, and they yep. would have looked up and they would have been down 20 points early in the game. Yep. And then it would have gotten uglier. With the opportunity yep. that even with one five-star on their roster, TCU has the athletes to be able to take advantage of the weaknesses of Georgia and make it a ball game. And even yep. with that, there's a possibility that Georgia could not play their best game and still rise up in the fourth quarter and win a championship mm-hmm. because they know how. And you talk, let me tell you something that's very important. We talked about Sam Hartman. You pointed out the pieces, and the pieces are just not the players on the field. It, the coaches matter. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something, man. Todd Munkin, Will Muschamp, Kirby Smart, they got a pretty good coaching staff over there at Georgia. Mm-hmm. They're pretty good. And they're not pretty good at preparing. They're pretty good at noticing what's happening during the game and adjusting and making sure that they're doing what they need to do to get to the championship 15 in the fourth quarter and win that championship 15. Yeah. Like Kirby Smart had two of the best timeouts ever in college football playoffs. Oh, my gosh, yes. Ever. Yeah. Ever. His timeout to stop the fake punt, that was the ball game. That was the yeah. ball game. And it probably wasn't just him. It was the coaching staff up in the booth. Yeah. 
exactly it was it was being prepared to say hey yes. here's what we're looking for here Absolutely. if you see this let me know because mm-hmm. i get it, it's hard for me to believe that from where he was on the field that yeah, he, he could see that. that yes but he's communicating what, what are they doing what are they doing and when they saw that yeah. time out time out mm-hmm. time out that that like they have a very good coaching staff yes i think that's also why tcu has been good this year don't tell me coaching doesn't matter that's absolutely when matter. when when I look at TCU and I say they didn't gain a bunch of transfers this year they they were more impacted negatively by the transfer portal than positively mm-hmm. because they had Zach Evans on their roster last year you know at running back yeah. they lost that their their real good defensive end uh, last year to Nebraska you know so like don't tell me that 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 the the transfer portal doesn't matter like is well they they went to the transfer portal but no 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 they didn't all they did Sean was change their coaching staff. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the speed that was there that was not utilized correctly before is good. And it's a great story, too, because the funny thing is Max Dugan didn't even win the starting. Now, he had some injuries that led to, or some health issues that led to that. Yeah. But he didn't win the starting job out of camp. Yeah. He didn't start. He didn't take over because the, the Chandler Morris got hurt in the first game yeah. of the year. So this is a very well. This is what's going to be fun about tonight. Like last year, it was a really well-coached and talented Bama team against mm-hmm. – or I mean um, – Georgia team against an even more talented, not as well coached Alabama team. Cause I don't remember Nick Saban is a legend. He's the greatest head coach of my, of my generation. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is even the great ones make mistakes and the coaching staff around him, the last two to three, two years mm-hmm. has two years, not two to three, two years has not been as good as his past teams. Yes. The defense has been a problem for longer than two years. Yes. But at least three years ago, they had Sark. Yeah. And they had Kyle Flood. And so it didn't matter if their defense wasn't that good. So that's the thing for me is that's what that's what the difference between Georgia and Alabama right now. Georgia, Alabama is still the most talented team in college football. Yeah. It still is. Yeah. They'll still have more guys drafted over the next two, three years than anybody else in college football. But they're not the team they used to be because they're not coached as well. This is two really well-coached football teams. Really well coached football teams because TCU just out coached Michigan, and Michigan is a well coached football team. Mm-hmm. They made Absolutely. Michigan flinch. They made Michigan flinch because yeah. here's the thing: you talk about that fourth, that, that stupid fourth down reverse call that Michigan had on the but first it, series. Yes, but it's because TCU stopped them on first, second, and third down that they felt they needed to go to that play. They flinched. Mm-hmm. TCU didn't. This is a good football team, Sean. I I, I think this is going to be a good football game. I really and, do. And you, you point that out. I will say this, though. If you watch that first quarter, TCU really didn't get a hold of things until maybe in the first quarter, second quarter. Offensively, you look, mean, you yeah, mean? Because Michigan drove the ball down the field. They just yeah. blew the opportunities to score early in the game. Right. Like, they a blew, couple. They yeah. blew 14 points. You know, yep. but that's on them. Right. If Georgia's so – the first run of the game was like, what, 50, 60 yards? 50, for Dylan 54 Ed- yards. Yeah, for Dylan Edwards. Like, and so it took TCU a while to kind of get used to, okay, this is what we need to do, all right? If they allow Georgia to get those type of plays early in the game, being physical and running the ball – I don't think it's going to be as advantageous because they're Georgia's not going to get inside the five and panic. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they're not going to get inside the five and panic because at that point you have to choose your poison. Okay. Right. Do we double Brock Bowers or we, or do we stop this run? Right. Which one are you going to do? And so that is, the, in my opinion, that's the challenge. And Michigan really could have done the same thing because they have two young tight ends that are really good, but they just panicked as a coaching staff. Went to the trickery, and it's like once they did that, I I knew they were in trouble. That early in the game, I'm like, oh, they're in trouble. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. in trouble because at that point, if I'm Harbaugh, I feel better getting stopped on the half yard line, trying to run the ball up the middle, or trying to run the ball in, and just saying, okay, that's fine, that's right. okay, boys. Rather right. than trying that little trick play. Yeah. It's like, yep. no, we're going to do what we do. If it's not good enough, okay, we go back to the drawing board. We go back out there and we continue pounding them. 
because they have to come out from this one yard line. Mm-hmm. So it's just mentality. I think that's that's why I said Curry and that staff. They're going to keep Georgia no matter the, how the game is going. They're going to keep Georgia focused on this is what we need to do. Yeah, this is what we need to do. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna take them to deep waters. Yeah, in the second half and the fourth quarter. And once we get there, we're going to prove that we're the better team. Yep. I think so let, Michigan, let's go ahead, Sean. No, I was just saying Michigan didn't have that focus no. as a staff. Because Michigan went away from what got them there. Yeah. They flinched. That's what I said. They mm-hmm. flinched. And uh, and that's where they got beat. So let's do this, Sean. We're going to end with uh, two things. Number one, we're going to go, what are the key? If Georgia wins, it'll be because of this. If TCU wins, it'll be because of this. Then we'll give our our predictions and then mm-hmm. we'll we'll finish up with a couple there are a couple mailbag questions i want to get to cool. so sean let's first dive into this here so if georgia wins tonight it'll be because why i'll let you start if georgia wins tonight it's because stetson bennett plays one of the best games that he's played all year because i think he's been unimpressive this year in my opinion he struggled against missouri that's why they struggled he struggled mightily in other games. I forget the um, – they struggled at home against a team – Kent State. Kent State early in the year where it was just – he was just awful. And he struggled in the third quarter against Ohio State. If Stetson Bennett plays mistake-free ball, he doesn't have to be Mr. Everything that throws a 400. If he just efficient. plays efficient football and is, is the leader that they need offensively, Georgia's going to win this game. Mm-hmm. For me, for Georgia to win this game, I think they're going to have to be able to pressure up front. Because I think even if Stetson Bennett plays well, they can lose if they can't slow TCU down. And we saw this We saw this with Michigan. We've seen this other times. I think this matchup is not ideal for Georgia if it comes down to a skill-on-skill matchup with their offense against the, the, the Georgia defense. So they're going to have to dominate up front. I think that's on true on both sides of the ball. If they dominate up front, then I think on offense, Sean, then I think that leads to what you're talking about, Stetson Bennett, in an efficient game plan because he's getting to a lot of second and second and manageable, third and shorts where he can then, hey, just get the ball out. We don't need you to go make a crazy play. Let's stay stay on schedule. That's going to then keep TCU off the field. That's going to allow the, the the TCU or the Georgia defense to kind of put them in some bad spots too. So I think it's going to be about dominating in the trenches for me. Uh, and, and not making Stetson Bennett have to beat TCU. That that's going to be the thing for me. But I think that's what Todd Munkin does. I, I, mm-hmm. Todd Munkin never gives a game plan to Stetson Bennett where it's on his shoulders, right? Because even the throws he has to make, like we're talking about quick screens, we're talking about the, the tight ends. Put they have the best put you in a quandary twelve personnel. Yeah. In all of college football. Yeah. And they actually used both their tight ends in the past yeah. game. Imagine yes. that. So now you can't focus on one or the other. Right. And then you have these two tight ends right. that they can split out. If yeah, if he's healthy, they could you can do everything you want to do to stop Brock, Brock, Brock Bowers, and they're gonna like fine. Darnell's right. gonna go and catch five Darnell's or six balls. Ladder right. McConkey's gonna catch six or seven balls. Right. We're gonna take two some shots downfield to Aaron Smith and you know, all these other guys, and it's just it's a hard offense. Actually, I you know it's kind of, it's gonna sound crazy. Georgia fans are gonna lose their minds when I say this, but I, I feel like just Georgia team would be inc- incredibly hard to beat if they had a better quarterback. Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I know that's not going to be well-received by some because of all the hype around Sets and Bennett. but Look, they – and the reason I say it, because I love Todd Munkin and what he does. I, I think he does a great job of not only creating from formations, but he his timing – you, you talk about this all the time. Certain guys just have the knack for when to call a play. Like mm-hmm. that, That's a gift. Like everybody can say, okay, this is my preparation. These sure. are the plays I want to go to. But it is a gift to know when to call a play at what time and when to have a play and when to save it right. for the right time in a game. Todd Munkin has that gift. Yeah. And he's just blessed to have those two tight ends, to be able to stay in 12 personnel and to stay in 12 personnel and to force teams to go small. Right. Like not a lot of teams can do that. Yeah. Like you split Brock Bowers out and they say, well, we need to bring in an extra DB 
to be able to deal with him. And now what do they do? They just motion Brock Bowers back yeah. and let him be an H-back, and here's the yeah. run game. Yeah. Out of 12 personnel when you've gone small. It's, they, Look, they put you in a quandary defensively, and based upon what you do, then they know and dictate what's going to be coming in the second half. So we'll see because Washington being healthy tonight and playing, is if he's not playing, it makes it little, much a little better. bit easier, a little yeah. bit easier for TCU. Yeah. If he's playing and he can be, because it impacts the run game too. Absolutely, it's Brock 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 Bowers is not there dominating nine techniques in the run no. game. No, right. so it's it's going to be very instant. But your point is, man, if they had, yeah, if they had a top notch quarterback with the offensive talent they have. I mean, talk, I'm not even talking Caleb Williams. No, I'm talking about him, right? Like, I'm just talking, you know, yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. So, yeah, that'll be very interesting, Sean. Very, very interesting. So, let's flip it on the other side, Sean. If TCU wins tonight, it'll be because why? Because they get big plays, they need at least five big plays mm-hmm. in this game. Five. On both sides or total both sides? Oh, well, I'm just talking offensively. Okay. They need five big plays because they have to do things that forces Kirby Smart to go away from what he wants to do, right? So you're talking about challenging Max Dugan and saying, okay, make the plays. If Max Dugan comes out and he hits three or four plays, then Kirby's like, okay, now right. we're now we have to do something. Then they get the running game going. Then they start running Max Dugan and adding that to the running yeah. game. And now, you know, Georgia's running all over the place. It's going to be very interesting if they can get Georgia to that point. Yeah. To be able to have to adjust and not really know how to combat what's yeah. being thrown at them. It's going to be interesting if they can do that. Because they can't methodically just consistently move the ball move up the ball and down, down the field. The field. No. They just can't. No. And and even with the way that Max Dugan runs around and scrambles, they just they just can't do it. I I I agree with you completely, Sean. I think there's two other things for me that are going to be important. Number one is they're going to have to force turnovers. They're going to have to get some balls away from Georgia. They're going to have to take fumbles, picks, whatever. They're going to have to get the football. Yeah. And then the second part of it is they have to start well early. And I said this about Michigan in the Michigan game. I said TCU is going to have to. I said this in our preview before the playoff game with Ryan. I said TCU is going to have to jump on them early because they are not going to be able to come back against Michigan the way they did the Big 12 teams. Mm-hmm. And that's it's true tonight as well. TCU is not going to be able to get down 28-13 against Georgia like they did against Kansas State and come back and win. They're not going right. to be able to get down, you know, was it 20-some points against Oklahoma State, against Georgia the way they did against Oklahoma State and come back and win. They're going to have to get up early and then hold on just like they did against Michigan to have a chance to win. And so – not quite that way because Georgia doesn't necessarily milk the game away the way that Michigan does, but they're going to have to start fast because you don't want that doubt creeping in your mind. Like with all due respect, they were ready for the Michigan game, but this isn't Michigan. This is Georgia. This is a different, right? This is totally different. And so they got to come out and have some early success on both sides of the ball, get some points early, get some stops early. Mm -hmm. They belong here. We yeah. belong here. Yeah. Like you talk about the Michigan game, they didn't look like they didn't look like the team they were the rest of the game on the first couple of plays of the game. No. As Michigan went right down the field, got in that red zone. It wasn't until they made a couple of plays and all of a sudden, hey, you know what? Like yeah. we're pretty, we just stopped their running game. We just yeah. stopped their running game. We're, we're, we we belong here. They are going to need that early, in my opinion, Sean. Yeah. So, what was your prediction for the game, Sean? Uh, you, it's funny is you actually predicted a closer game than than I did. Yeah, I. I I forget the score, but I know I have yeah, Georgia pulling away yeah. late in the yeah. game. Yeah. I had 41-24. I just I just I just don't think Max Dugan is is a guy that's capable of making enough plays to win this game. I don't. If if I'm wrong about him, then my score is going to be way off and I think TCU has a chance to win. I think it's a much better TCU team than people have than people. They have one of the best corners in the in the country. Yeah. They have, they're very well coached. They have legit home run hitters across the board on offense. And they have a gamer at quarterback, a scrappy gamer at quarterback, man. Yeah. And uh, if they can force some mistakes, I think they can win this game. I just – the thing is, I'll say the same thing about Georgia that I've said about Michigan. They just don't beat themselves. You've got to beat Georgia. 
And for the last couple of years, only one team was able to do that, and that was Bam in the in the SEC title game. They just were better. They yeah. said better dudes. Yeah. And Georgia doesn't beat themselves. I mean, yeah. they didn't beat themselves. Ohio, it came down to it which team is going to flinch, and Ohio State flinched, and Georgia did not. Yep. Because you said they've been here before, and they're yeah. very well coached. They're not going to flinch. Kirby's not going to flinch. Kirby's not going to overreact and make some dumb fourth down and goal reverse call. You know, Todd Monk is not going to make that call. You know, Kirby's not going to make that call. He's not going to call some panicked onside kick if they're down, you know, things like that that can get you beat. You know, it's just that's why I'm at it. But I, I, I'm i not going to lie. I'm pulling for TCU to win. That's who I'd yeah. like to see win, you know. Um, but I just don't think it happens tonight. But I would love to see it because then I can stop hearing there's so many things that would just be able to just say, okay, stop saying that, stop saying that, stop saying that. That's where I would like to be. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.